0: Hi and welcome to the Authentic Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, accredited coach CC Ojani Bekor, founder of the Main Protagonist Coaching. It's really good to connect with you here. Today I want to talk about a concept you may have heard of or maybe not. It's called energy management. Now I'm often asked by people who know me, CC, where do you get the time to do all the things you do? I run my own business, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I manage to include things like adventure solo travel. Where do I find the time? Here's the answer. Before I manage my time, I focus on managing my energy. If you're a leader in your workplace and in your home, you're probably finding yourself time poor, meaning you can never seem to get enough time to do all the things you would like to do. Maybe you find yourself scrambling to feel on top of things with work. Maybe you are on top of things at work but you don't have as much time as you'd like with your kids and spouse. Maybe you're struggling with finding me time, time for your hobbies and other interests. Some leaders I work with are even struggling to find the time for connecting regularly with friends and this was even before COVID-19. Before you know it, Another week, month, or even year has gone by, and you're feeling the sense of imbalance in your life. Now, the idea of time management has been around for a while, and it's been very helpful. But as leaders, I often find that my clients are still struggling with finding the time to do all they want to do. And it gets especially difficult if you're a curious, intelligent person. Because you're someone who wants to explore many different interests and activities, you have the money to do so, you just struggle to find the time. Well, what if I told you that the key lies in managing your energy? Your energy is a key source of personal power. It's one thing that animates you. You can get up in the morning thanks to having energy. You can effectively solve problems if you have the energy mentally. You can come up with great ideas if you have the energy creatively. Compare this to when you're feeling drained, physically weak, or mentally exhausted. So how can you start managing your energy? Well, let me ask you this. What drains you of energy? Do certain conversations drain you of energy? Do certain people drain you of energy? What reading material do you find drains you of energy? What activities are you finding drain you of energy? Does spending all that time on social media leave you energized or does it sap you of your energy? And of course, the big one, does your job sap you of energy? Reflect on this for a few moments. Now, let's flip it and ask the opposite question. What gives you energy? In other words, what energizes you? What sorts of conversations energize you? What sorts of people energize you? Who do you enjoy spending time with because you feel so good after the catch-up or the conversation? What reading material energizes you, lights you up? Reflect on this for a few moments. It's helpful to get clear on what and who drains you of energy and what and who energizes you. From there, you want to decide to give more time to what energizes you and give less time to what drains you. For example, I like to recommend to clients not to check their phones for news and social media first thing in the morning. You've just woken up. Energize yourself. Maybe do a meditation, maybe say a prayer, set an intention for the day. But by jumping onto your phone first thing in the morning, you're already giving away your energy to that news article, to that website, to that personality on social media. First thing in the morning or late in the evening is also usually not a good time to engage in a very serious conversation with your spouse. You're tired. Your spouse is tired. Important conversations are best had when both of you are feeling energized, not drained. In fact, arguments often erupt when we start serious conversations from a place of tiredness. Your energy is precious. Start seeing it that way. How much time are you giving to the difficult personalities in your life? How many minutes each day do you spend fighting with these difficult personalities? For example, over the phone, via text message, on WhatsApp groups. You see, anything that has your attention also has your energy. It's important to prioritize those relationships that energize you and reduce the amount of time spent with people who drain you. And you can do this without judging them. Take responsibility. Rather than continuing to give them your energy and then blaming them for, quote-unquote, wasting your time, take responsibility. See how it was you who didn't guard your energy. Oftentimes, we spend a bit too long on a task and it goes from energizing us to draining us. Meetings can sometimes become like this. I like to encourage leaders to conduct meetings with velocity. Why take two hours when with focus and good organization, a meeting can be wrapped up in 75 minutes? So be intentional about conducting meetings effectively. Television can also fall under this category. By all means, have that downtime watching that stand-up comedy show, for example. But when one hour becomes three hours and you start feeling drained by watching TV, just stop. Go do something else that energizes you. In fact, you can even ask that question, what would energize me now? When a task starts to drain you of your energy, that's a clue that you're better off switching tasks, do something else even if it's just for 30 minutes or an hour before returning to the task at hand. I'm very mindful, for example, about taking calls just before a client session, If I have just 10 minutes before the client session, I won't answer a call from somebody else for two reasons. Number one, I don't want to rush that call with this person. I'd rather give it a good amount of my energy. And number two, I don't want to be drained right before a client call. You might want to do the same just before a meeting or a presentation, for example. Certain foods can even sap you of your energy. You have them in the morning or at lunchtime and you just feel tired for the next few hours. It'll help you to pay attention to what food does to your energy levels. Perhaps even a conversation with a nutritionist can help you here. Pay attention to how energized you are in the morning if you go to bed at 10 p.m. versus if you go to bed at 11 p.m. What bedtime allows you to have enough sleep so that you feel energized the next day? Sometimes we feel tired and we think, I need to take a nap. So you take a nap, but you don't wake up feeling energized. Try this instead. When you're feeling tired, identify what just drained you and allocate time, even if it's just 30 minutes, to doing something else that energizes you. Now, in life, we can't always do what energizes us every second of every day. Even in a job you love, there are those tasks that you might not find particularly enjoyable, and that's okay. Allocate an amount of time in the week to do those tasks, because they do need to be done, right? And allocate the rest of your time to doing what energizes you. The issue, of course, becomes... If most of the content of your work drains you, that is a clue that maybe it's time for you to change jobs. Same applies if for the most part your coworkers are draining to you. That's another clue that perhaps it's time to look into moving to a different environment. It's a waste of your precious energy to spend day in day out at a job that doesn't energize you. It helps, too, if you can delegate activities that you're not good at to someone else who loves doing them. And life is interesting that way. What drains you may be the very thing that energizes someone else. Of course, when it comes to delegation, you can only delegate what's appropriate to delegate to a direct report, for example. If you run your own business, Some jobs should be given to an expert who's better at doing them rather than you trying to figure it all out because you doing that will drain you of energy and take you longer. At home, oftentimes it's just the activity we decide to do with our family that may not energize us or may energize one person in the family and not the other. I often discuss with clients about being creative when it comes to our children. What energizes one child may drain another, so it's okay to do things separately. Not every activity has to be done by the entire family, unless, of course, you all enjoy it. I spoke to a client some time back who said she's not interested in watching sports with her sons and her husband. We then worked out that that could become her time to do what energizes her rather than sitting there pretending to be interested in sports because that just drained her of energy. There's so many more examples I can share, but the main thing to do is to reflect on your life and ask who and what energizes me? Who and what drains me? Have very clear boundaries about the time you want to spend on what drains you and prioritize what energizes you. You'll find that it wasn't the hours in the day that mattered, but how you spent them. Give yourself permission to do this. So that's it for today's episode. There's a lot more content I've shared to support you on your well-being and leadership journey. Find a topic of interest to you, click on the episode, and enjoy. I'm Coach CCO O'Jani Bekor. Have yourself a wonderful week.